Hey everybody, welcome to the November edition of Metal Misconduct. It's Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records here, and of course always hanging out with my good buddy Sean Rourke from NHL.com. What's up, Sean? Hey man, how are you? It's uh, great to be doing this again, and it's finally turning into cool weather, and you know that means some good stuff in the fall, concerts, hockey, the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah, you know, October, we just finished up with October, which is a great month of sports because you've got the NHL starting, NFL's a few weeks in, Major League Baseball playoffs, college football, all sorts of amazing sports. Yeah, but, no, I, it's one of my it's one of my favorite months. And then, you know, you get into November and both football and hockey are a little further in. Baseball is finally, finally overtaking a backseat. And, uh, you know, you can you can kind of come kind of concentrate on those winter sports. And there's no basketball, at least up to this point. So uh, I don't follow it much, but you're not distracted at all by that. I don't think we're going to see any basketball for a long time period, it looks like, at this point. But, uh, hey, that's all, all better for hockey, that's for sure. But you talk about the weather getting cooler. It's actually been much warmer here in California, so it's not quite hockey weather yet. But we're getting there. Soon enough. So we are going to give you guys out there our NHL preview. It's a little late, we know. It's you know, it's a, it's a little bit in, but it's good because you get to see the teams play a little bit. So we we're kind of cheating a, a bit in that regard, I guess, in terms of doing our NHL preview. But uh, basically, ba- basically, what we're going to do is just kind of start from the Eastern Conference because I know you out there think that's more important, especially you, Sean, because you're in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we'll I, I actually I actually like a lot of the West Coast teams, so uh, I, I try and be fair and natural, although all my readers will tell me that I have a clear East Coast bias and that I don't stay up for the West Coast games, and I, I wouldn't know the difference between Joe Thornton and Sean Thornton. So uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll entertain them with, with that flight of fancy and continue to profess a, a favoritism for the East. Well, now, see, I, I, I am a West Coast guy, but I am actually biased toward the East. I actually think... Last year, especially, and this year again, I think all of the quality teams are, are in the East. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So let's start uh, let's start on the East, and let's start with the Atlantic, which is a really interesting division to me this year because you've got Pittsburgh. Obviously, is going to be good no matter whether Crosby and Malkin play. And obviously, you know they've been. I mean, Crosby still is you know maybe going to play pretty soon, and you know Malkin's kind of been in and out of the lineup, but they still continue to win. Um, so they're st- clearly going to be there till the end. But the, the real wild card in the division for me this year is the Flyers. I think, and while everybody else was freaking out that they traded Richards and Carter and all that stuff, I think those moves were brilliant. And bring, you know, Giroux is a star, and that kid looks like he's going to be a superstar. You brought in Yager, brilliant move. They made some other really good moves on on defense, and you know, Wayne Simmons, who of course I got to see here a lot with the Kings, is is a, a real impact. Good. You know, he's one of those guys where he's probably, you know, borderline top six forward, but as a as a guy on the third line is so valuable and so good and you need those kind of players to win. And they obviously upgraded the goaltending situation hugely with Brzgalov. So that that's a team actually I, I think the Flyers are gonna make a lot of noise in that division and also make a lot of noise in the playoffs, provided that, you know, everybody stays healthy. And the little extra out of of spice to the Flyers is they've got this kid Braden Shen who you know I know that they, 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 he starts the year uh, in the minor leagues but you know that kid's got so much upside uh, you know the the Flyers are really young now and they look kind of scary. They I, they are scary. I mean they're to me they're one of the best teams in the East and, and I think it starts with goaltending because they they you know they finally have some some solid really dependable goaltending. You know they've had good goalies in the past. A couple of years, but it's almost been a surprise. Now you know what you can count on in that, and I think Brizgalov actually has the mentality to survive in Philly, which is a, is a horrendous goalie market. It's a horrendous hockey market to survive in. I mean, you can ask Mike Richards and Jeff Carter and, and a legion of other guys. Um, you know, the the fans are so demanding and it's so twenty four seven that it's hard for a lot of players to thrive in that market. I, I think Briskoloff will. I, I think he's just wired that way. I think he's really going to enjoy it, and that'll be huge. You know, the keys for them really are is if Pronger stays healthy. And if Yager stays healthy and can contribute a little bit, he's looked good the first couple of games. You know, if they can get 65, 70 games out of him and he can put up 50 points and be dangerous on the power play, you know, I find it hard to find many teams in the East that can compete with them. 
I think if Yager stays healthy, he's going to be a, at least a point-a-game guy. I mean, he's proven to still look really good, and it seems like he's got that hunger. And, uh, you know, I think I've, I don't know if I talked about it on this show, but I certainly talked about it uh, on, on the other radio show. You know, I know Yager a little bit, and he's a good dude and a huge metalhead, so I always uh, always root for him. So I hope he's going to do pretty well. And I guess the, the real wild card in the Atlantic this year, the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers should be a better team, I, I, and I think that they're going to be a, a, con, a contender, but I just don't know. It's a tough division because both P- Pittsburgh and Philly look really good so far, and the Rangers look all right. But you know, I don't know. I'm not. I think they're going to be third in that division, and they're going to probably struggle a little bit to make the playoffs, even with getting uh, Brad Richards. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the case too. I mean, I think uh, I think that uh, the problem with the Rangers is that they're they're not very deep on the back end. They're really young on the back end and they're not very deep. And, and you know, now this, uh, this, the stall brother that they have is not healthy. He's not going to start the season. And, and, you know, he, he's really struggling. Mark's really struggling with, with concussion issues and, and that makes their back line not very good. I mean, when you're starting to talk about, uh, Jeff Wywitka and some other guys filling in Steve Emiger, you know, that is not a, a deep into the playoffs kind of defense. So, you know, I think that's going to be a huge problem for them. And I think the other problem for them is that they, the, the first half of the year, if they can't survive it with the injuries that they already have and the hardships that they're going to have, they're going to be in a ton of trouble going down the stretch. They're going to be like Buffalo last year. They've already had to go to Europe. They went for like 18 days or some crazy craziness like that. They played in five different countries. Then they came home. They can't open at the Garden until October 27th, so they're doing their West Coast Swing uh, early on in October, and then you know they come back home and and they have the Winter Classic in Philadelphia, and they're going to have twenty four seven. And for anybody that's familiar with the New York Rangers and how secretive they can be, and and what a control person that John Tortorella is, their coach, I, I think twenty four seven is really going to test the fabric of that team. So they could come out of the new year, you know, already in desperation mode. And for a team to go deep in the playoffs, you can't start playing big games on on January third. Well, the only, I guess the only thing that'll help them down the road is, you know, if they if they can survive this whole, you know, not playing at home for a long period of time, they're certainly going to have a lot of home games down the stretch. I, I still think, I think overall, they're they're going to probably finish third in that division and 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 struggle to get to you know eighth. It's going to be a bit tough. And then the other two teams in that division, the Islanders and the and the Devils. I mean, the Islanders are going to be improved this year. I think you know already Tavares has looked pretty good in the first few games of the season. It'll be better. And, and you know the Devils. You know who knows? I mean the Devils. They might be okay. They might not be okay. But I think both of those teams are clearly not going to do a whole lot this season and uh, probably end up, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh over in the overall conference. I would think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think the Devils will be a little bit interesting just to watch the whole dynamic with with Marty Brodeur, you know, and and kind of as they face him out as the franchise face of the franchise. I mean, he, he's getting up there in age and. He's not as healthy as he's once been. He's already been hurt once this year. So, you know, I think that'll be an interesting story. And they made such a great run last year and fell just short. So I think they'll be better for that. But I I don't know that they have the horses to hang, especially in the division they're in. So there's your Atlantic wrap-up. My choice is Pittsburgh first, Philly second, the Rangers third, Islanders fourth, Devils fifth. What do you say, Mr. Rourke? Uh, I'm going to go a little different. I I think that – Philly's going to win the division. I think Pittsburgh's behind them. And then, you know, I, I think it's the Rangers, and then I think it's the Devils and the Islanders. I, I'm still not sold on the Islanders, um, you know, getting that much better. So I, I still think that they're at the bottom there. So we did the Atlantic. Now let's move to the Northeast Division. I hate these not, these names. I wish we'd go back to, to you know, the, the they should rename them the, the Lemieux Division, the Gretzky Division, the Hull Division. Come on. But, but until you they may- do that, what's that? You may get your wish sooner rather than later. Realignment's a huge topic this whole year, and you know we'll see what comes out of it with Winnipeg coming in, and they're in the southeast. You know they're going to have to move out into the Western Conference next year, so the, I think there could be some dominoes falling. And who knows? You know maybe at that point they they do change the the, the divisions around a little bit because geographically sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm, interesting. Well, it doesn't make sense this year. Winnipeg is in the southeast. But anyway, we'll get to that division in a second. So the northeast is an interesting division to me because I think all of these teams, with the exception probably of Ottawa, um, are pretty evenly matched. It's really tough for me 
to to look at this division and say who the clear cut favorite is. I think the Bruins are going to have they've already kind of had a bit of a Stanley Cup hangover, and I think they're going to really miss a guy like Mark Recchi, who was kind of the galvanizing I think of that team. Uh, and obviously, you know, Mark Savard's gone, and you know it's going to be a little tougher for them this year. And plus, they're the Stanley Cup champs, so they've got the big bullseye on their back. I really like Buffalo. I think Buffalo made, made great great strides in the offseason. Some some really good moves. Clearly, they've got an owner that cares now that wants to spend some money and wants to win. So in the Northeast, I really like Buffalo to, to come out on top. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, we did our predictions here uh, at NHL.com last month, and, and you know, I have to do a, uh, an honesty report, and I, I picked the Bruins to make it back to the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. what? I, I, I did. I, I did. I picked them to go back. I picked them to be first team uh, since the Penguins to get back. You're, a, you're um, such a homer, dude. I'm not even a Bruins fan. You're f- where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Rhode Island. Yeah, there you go. But, Close enough. But I, I, I gave I gave up that that club when I was 20 years old, and yeah, I, I've never. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I've ne- you predicted. I've get never back. gone back. You're insane. You know, there there were a couple. Well, of reasons why? Actually, why? Give me some reasons here. I don't buy this. I, I actually picked the same final I picked last year, and I was pretty close last year. Last year I picked the Bruins in San Jose. I picked the Bruins, I, the Canucks in the final last year. By the way, at the yeah, beginning of the season. I want some credit. Here. So, uh, so I only missed on San Jose by a couple of games, and and I'm picking that again for this year. I I, I think you know it could be the Bruins in San Jose again. The main reasons I I picked the Bruins is is one I I really really believe in Tim Thomas. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever covered. He, he he just, there's nothing that can keep that kid down. I mean, he just, he takes every setback and turns it into a positive. And, and he's so mentally strong. I and mean, he is the backbone of that team. They don't score a ton of goals, so he has to be. And then, you know, you look at their defense. I don't think there's a better top two in the league than Chara and Seidenberg. And I think they proved that during the playoffs last year. Dennis Seidenberg is probably one of the best players that very few people in the NHL know about. He's just a beast, you know, and I, and I think some of their young players are going to be better. I think, you know, as the season goes on, I, I think a guy like Marshawn's going to be better. You've already seen Tyler Sagan's way better than he was last year. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that they're a team that's built for the playoffs. So I think they're going to struggle during the year. And, you know, it, it might be a little difficult to get into the playoffs, especially with Buffalo in their division. But I, I could see them coming out of the bottom half of that field and, and making it to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Interesting. Well, well, as we sit here today, we're only four games in. We're taping this a little bit early, and right now the Bruins are one in three. So uh, you know they they've already dug a little bit of a hole. But I, I mean, look, I think the Bruins are good, and I agree that I think Sagan is going to be much better this year. And but you know the one the two things that they had last year that I think is going to be really difficult for them to deal with this year is they really didn't have too many injuries, and you do lose Savard, and, and more importantly, you you lose Recky. And Recky was really I think the biggest the glue that put that team together and got that and explained to them how to win in the playoffs. I know they've done it once, but it's so hard to repeat in, in this league, and I just don't know that uh, that, that Boston's going to do it. But, you know, hey, look, they won last year, and they, they clearly have the, the nucleus of everybody coming back, and they're not too old, although, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Tim Thomas goes. Cause t- how old is he now? Is he like 38, 37? 30, 38. Yeah, so he's getting up there, and you know, you see a guy like Martin Brodeur that's already starting to have injuries. You know, he had injuries last year, and he's been injured this year already. So you know, you once you get up to that thirty-eight, unless you're Dominic Hasek, <laughs> that's getting yeah, to the I, edge, or or Dwayne Rolison, I guess too. Yeah, well, the, the, the two things with Timmy is he has a few less miles, at least hockey miles, on his body than a lot of thirty-eight-year goalies because thirty-eight-year-old goalies because it took him so long to make it into the NHL. I mean, he played a lot in Europe, which is a little less demanding, you know, both game-wise and travel-wise, and, and so he's got that going for him. And the other thing is, I mean, obviously, you know, he's not going to play as many games in the regular season this year. I think Tuukka Rask is going to get some serious games, you know, twenty, thirty games. So, but once the playoff comes, and uh, again, you saw it once once that kid gets. In a groove, Timmy Thomas. I, it's just hard to bet against them. All right. Well, we we shall see. So to round out the division, you've got Toronto, who I think will be improved from last year, but I'm not sure that they're going to be a whole lot better. Um, in Montreal, which you know, I don't know. For some, nothing excites me about that Montreal team. I, I don't like their coach. 
I, they play too defensive a style, and I don't know. They 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 are the hard, one of the hardest teams to watch because they're so boring. So I, I don't get excited by Montreal, and then Ottawa. I think is going to be really horrible this season. So my my top five there. I'm going to go Buffalo first, Boston second, Montreal third, Toronto fourth, and Ottawa fifth. And I think only Buffalo and the Bruins will get into the playoffs from that division. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think I'd put them in the same in the same order. You, you know, it'd be interesting to see if maybe Toronto overtakes Montreal. The big thing with Montreal is their big guys aren't that exciting anymore. I mean, I've always liked Brian Gianta, and, and he's still you know he's still somebody I like to watch. But you know, and all those other guys, Gomez, Camilleri, they haven't been factors in the in the regular season in the last couple of years. So they're in, they're in know, the they're, wrong they're in the wrong they're in the wrong system. That those yeah, those they, guys are offensive guys, and they're in this horrible horrible system, defensive first system that are just killing them, and, and they can't use them. I mean, you see Camilleri when he's played with either the Kings or the Flames in an offensive style system, he he's going to score a lot of goals. But now he's playing yeah. in this miserable horrible system. Well, he scored a lot of goals that year in the playoffs. But they went to the they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He was unbelievable. I mean, he you could tell he has the talent to score. And, and you know, the system does stifle him a little bit. And then Andre Markov's hurt, and if he's hurt long term, they thought they were going to have him back for the beginning of the year, and he's still having issues for his knee surgery. If he's hurt, that's a huge blow to their defense. And and you know, for a team that's defense first, that's going to be that's going to be tough to overcome. Well, yeah, and they also lost uh, another Metallica fan, Roman Hammerlick, who's not playing for them anymore either. And he was—he's always been a good, solid defenseman as well, and played very well in Montreal. Yeah, no, I, it'll be an interesting year up in Montreal. All right, so there's your Northeast. Might be the most boring division, quite honestly, if you ask me. <laughs> now we need to do the strangely titled Southeast because it's really more the East than Southeast at this point. There's only really two teams in the South, that, <laughs> but. So, so be it. So this is an interesting division as well, only because the top two teams, Washington and Tampa Bay, are clearly, again, head, head and shoulders above the other three teams in the division. It's just going to depend on who, which of the two is going to come out. I think Washington so far has looked pretty good. Vokun seems to be a huge help for them. They added some other kind of gritty guys that seem that they're going to play some, some good roles. I guess the big thing is, you know, how Ovechkin is going to do this year. He started out kind of almost like he did last year. Not, it, it still doesn't, to me, look like he's the same Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, you know, it's been strange. I mean, people are starting to write, if, if you know, has he slowed down? Will he never be the same player? You know, you, you talk about power forwards and classic power forwards and how they have such a short shelf life because of the, the beating they take to play, the type of game they take, the hitting, the, the abuse in front of the net, you know, every everything that goes into that. I don't think that's the case. You know, I, I expect a big year from Alex. I, I think he's he's excited to, to show people that they're wrong about him. And, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you look at it a couple of years ago when, when the Capitals and the Penguins met in the playoffs, everybody talked about how that was going to be, you know, the classic rivalry for the next 10 years. And it hasn't really panned out. But I think, you know, with those teams both being good and, and both pushing each other again and, and maybe being in the class of the class of the East, I, I think, you know, that's going to bring out the best in Alex. And you already saw it the first time they played. They played a little earlier this year, and it was a classic game, you know, and, and Washington won late and and both teams their their stars you know played better than they had in the first couple of games Malkin came back from an injury just to play in that game and, and looked really good so you know I, I think Alex is going to have a big year and I, I think that's going to put Washington over the top especially because of some of the other additions they've made and like you mentioned I think Bokun's going to be huge for them to have an experienced goalie you know not one that has a ton of playoff experience but has a lot of experience in stopping a lot of shots they can be a little more open offensively than they've even been in the past because they know they have that last line of defense back there. Well, if I was George McPhee, who is the GM of the Washington Capitals, I would make one major trade this year. That would be to get rid of Mike Green and get in a a Hal Gill-type player, like a real good, big, strong defensive guy. Because Mike Green, to me, a great offensive guy, but that guy he is does not show up very well in the playoffs and last year when he was hurt towards the end of the season they went on a like 17 and 3 run or something like that 
to get into the playoffs. And then he came back right before the playoffs, and they tanked out early. So as great as he is, I think he's the wrong guy. They got enough offensive guys on that team. They don't really need him to be there. They need a big stud like a Pronger or a Hal Gill or something like that. I think if they did made a trade like that and traded Green and got a really big defensive stud in there, that could be the the, the thing that puts them over the hump. And I mentioned Hal Gill because Hal Gill still is a great defensive player, and he really was the guy that when he came to Pittsburgh the year that they won the Cup kind of put them over the top because you need that big, beastie defensive guy to shut down the other team's top uh, top forwards. Yeah, and he knows how to win. And, you know, your buddy Armer Yager has said repeatedly that Hal Gill is the toughest defenseman he's ever played against for a number of reasons. His ability to position himself on the ice, that humongous reach he has. I mean, he doesn't even have to be near you to get a stick on you. And just how cagey a player he is. You know, he's not a great skater. Um, he's not any of those things. But the guy knows how to win. And and But I, I think that's a really hard trade for the Capitals to make. I mean, Mike Green has become such a part of that organization. You know, I thought when you started that whole soliloquy, you were going to say, uh, you know, get rid of Alex Semin, and, and, they, and they can't do that. I think they would in a minute. I think, you know, he's another guy that you look at, hasn't really delivered, and, you know, it kind of pulls at the fabric of that team, you know, because they have other guys like Knubel and guys like that that are really solid and, and know what it takes, and Semin kind of goes off on his own a lot. And, uh, you know, I think they've signed him to one-year deals for the last three years now because they don't want to invest long-term, and, and nobody else has come out and said, hey, you know, we'll take him off your hands. So I thought that was the trade you were going to talk no, about. No, well, I don't think anybody's, number one, nobody's going to take that contract. Nobody wants him. And number two, he's going to play another year or two here, and then he's going to go play in the KHL after that. So um, anyway, so that's the cap. So the other teams in the division, really, I mean, Tampa, I love Tampa Bay. I love Steve Eiserman. I think that team is still a really good, solid team. They're going to do very, very well this year. The biggest problem, though, is going to be goaltending again. You know, they brought in Rollison last year at the end of the year, and he played great. But I don't know that you can put this team on the back of a 41-year-old goaltender. Yeah, no, their goaltender scares me. And to a degree, their message, you know, the message being heated kind of scares me a little bit too. I mean, they, they were they were pushed so hard last year, and, and Guy Boucher did a great job last year, but to me, it's kind of hard, and it's one of the concerns I have with the Bruins too, because their coach is the same way. You know, one of the concerns is when you're always kind of pushing and pushing, and you're never taking your foot off the gas, and every game is the be-all and end-all of what's happening. You know, players kind of tune out after a while and, and I you know fortunately for Tampa Bay I think they have a team that, that won't do that I don't think a guy like Marty St. Louis will let that happen but it'll be interesting to see how after making it all the way to the Eastern Conference final last year and you know falling short by one game by one goal you know how long they can keep their foot on the gas and I think they're going to need to keep their foot on the gas for the whole year again if they want to get a top four seed and, and again they saw how important that was last year so um, you know it'll be interesting to see kind of how that mess has received all year long. Like Teddy Purcell was great last year, and he's already you know had a day in the in the doghouse. And we're not even five games into the season for for not working hard yeah, enough. Yeah, and, and they so, lost they so lost a, they lost Simon Gagne too. That's going to hurt them a lot as well, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a tough way to play a whole year. You know, when I'm all for sh- what have you done for me lately, but there should be a little coin in the bank after last year as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, as usual, the two big things that help those two teams in that division gain a lot of points is the other three teams in the division are terrible. Carolina is, eh, you know, they'll probably finish third in the division, and I don't know. They're not, they're, them and Montreal are two teams that I, I can almost never watch because they're the most boring teams to watch. I mean, look, Mark's, I mean, Eric Stahl is a phenomenal player, but the rest of that team is just horrible. Florida's going to be better. I, I like where they're going. I think that Dale Talon is a great GM, and he's starting to build something really cool down there but they're still not going to be much of a team this year and it's probably just as well be terrible and get a good draft pick but you know open it up down there play wide open fun hockey lose games five to four six to five and give the fans something to, to see when they come in and uh, Winnipeg I think it's going to be an awfully long season for those people up there I hope they enjoy having a really bad NHL hockey team in Winnipeg this year because I think they're going to be a, a amongst the bottom so I say Washington first Tampa Bay second Carolina third Florida fourth and Winnipeg fifth i think i would just uh i would flip around the bottom too i think winnipeg might beat out florida i, I think the two things i think with winnipeg is is one the fans are are going to 
give them a couple of wins. I mean, their first few games at home have been crazy. They lost their opener. You know, they just got run out of the building by Montreal of all teams. And, you know, they got a standing ovation when it was over. And while that was a nice moment, I don't think that's going to last very long if the team's not good. I think that feel-good story's going to go away. That market's a little too discerning to know when, when guys aren't given their full effort. So I, I think, you know, that market is going to be good for an advantage. And I just think it's it's going to take a little bit for that team to come together. It's still pretty much the same team that was in Atlanta, but their whole lives have been uprooted. You know, uh, uh, climate, school systems, everything. It's going to take, you know, I spent a little time this summer talking to Shane Doan about it because he went through it when Winnipeg moved to Phoenix. And he was a young kid then, and he's like, I can't even imagine it now with, you know, my kids in school and the ties I had to the community and everything else. It was easy then. I just picked up one bag and I left and I, I set up my life again. So for a lot of these guys, this is new for them and, and it's going to take them a while to adjust, I think. But once they do, I, I think they'll be a pretty good team. I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I think they'll, I think they won't finish last in that division. Now here are my top eight teams that will make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, Buffalo, Toronto, Washington, Tampa Bay. That's seven, right? Did I count that right? That is seven. So now the big biggest thing is who's going to make who's going to be the last team in. Oh boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to th- I'm going to throw a wild card out there and I'm going to say that the Toronto Maple Leafs get into the playoffs this year. Wow, that that is a wild card. You'll make a lot of people in Toronto happy. Yep. For so, sure. Um, so that being said, I think those are the eight teams getting in. I think the two finalists for that are going to be Buffalo and, oh boy, Buff- I'm going to say Buffalo and the Penguins, and I'm going to say the Penguins go on to play for the Stanley Cup. Oh, the Penguins in the Stanley Cup again, huh? Yeah, why not? It's, you know, I'm looking at this, and I lo- look, I love the Flyers, and I think the Flyers have a real good possibility of getting in there, and I also think Buffalo. The, it's, it's so tough in, in between those three teams, really. Buffalo, the Flyers, and the Penguins. Those three, are, to me, are the three teams that I think if they stay healthy and have the right seasons, they're going to get in. So I think eventually Crosby's going to come back, and I, you know, everybody keeps telling me Ma- Malkin's in great shape, although he's missed a couple games with that knee, so we'll see how that goes. But if, if I mean, look at how good the Penguins were last year without those two guys, and if those two guys can come back and play any significant role this year, I think they're, and they're going to be fresh, especially a guy like Crosby, you know, by the time he comes back, may not have played for, for a year. So, you know, if he, let's, it's kind of similar to when Lemieux came back uh, one year and played 40 games. He was, in the, he was in mid-season form when they got to the playoffs, and he just destroyed everybody, and they won the Cup. So I'm going to say a repeat of that. Penguins go to the Cup. Nice. So I, I you got your yeah. Bruins, I know. Yeah, well, no, but they, I think they're going to do it from the back end, like I said, because I think it's going to be Buffalo, but, uh, number one. I think it's going to be Pitt winning that division and being number two, and Washington being the Southeast Division, number three. And then I think it's going to be the Flyers, four, so those will be the four home teams. Boston will be five, and they'll beat the Flyers again to kind of – they're one and one now, so uh, why not have a third rematch? I think it'll be a little more interesting than last year. Tampa, six, the Rangers, seven, and I have Carolina as the eight. Um, I, I like uh, a little bit of what they do. I think Cam Ward's a good goaltender. I think they have good coaching. And I, I think they have some good guys that are coming into the system now, some good depth guys. I've always liked Yoni picking in. Um, you know, I think Eric Stahl's great. So I, I kind of see them stealing that eight spot. And then, you know, like I said, I think Boston's getting out of, of the whole thing. Um, it'll be a minefield, but I think they're going to be able to pick their way through it. All right, there you go. So we'll see. We'll 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 replay this down the road. So there's our Eastern Conference predictions and forecast. Now let's go to the much more boring, uh, not as interesting, to, in my opinion, Western Conference. And we will start with uh, again. I hate these division names. The Central Division. I guess it is somewhat central, but um, so in this division we've got Det- Detroit, Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis, and Columbus. Clearly, Detroit and Chicago are head and shoulders above the other three teams. Uh, I, I'm going to say Chicago is going to going to win win the division just because I think that they, you know, not being in the playoffs, not doing well in the playoffs last year, didn't sit well with them. They should be. Hopefully, they're going to be healthy this year. It seems like they made some good off season moves to replace some of the stuff they lost with the Cubs. So I like them. And you know, Detroit. 
I've never been a big Detroit fan. I don't particularly like the style that they play either, but boy, they're always up there, and they've looked pretty good so far uh, in the early part of the season. So I'm going to say Chicago first, Detroit second, and then, I don't know, Nashville's okay. They'll probably finish third, and St. Louis and Columbus. They, those two teams really should, I think, be relegated to the AHL and just bring up the top two best teams in the AHL to, to fill those two teams out there. Just awful. I have argued for relegation for years, being a big soccer guy, big European soccer guy. I think it would be phenomenal to see some of those teams come in out of the AHL and try and stick around. Another great thing to do would be to have a knockout cup where you had every pro league in, in North America throw their teams into a hat, and you could have you know the Rangers playing a team from the ECHL, and if the ECHL team wins, they go on until you get to the final two, and maybe it's an NHL team against the CHL team. Who knows? But uh, you know, it would be great for those markets in I, I would go for either one of those, but uh, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, the Houston Arrows should be in the NHL, and the Columbus Blue Jackets should be in the AHL. That just should be the way it is. Yeah, but with with the uh, affiliations and everything else, we don't have it set up like in Europe where these teams are single entities, and you know, know they want to strive to strive to get fun. there. It'd be awesome <laughs> if they did, but um, you'd have to redo the whole system. I'm all for that. But uh, I, I see uh, I see the Central uh, very differently from you. Actually, I, I think Detroit's going to win it. I think you know they're they're just a team that's built for the regular season. They play so well. You know their system isn't overly demanding. They're getting a little older, so injuries are, are a bit little of a older. Is there anybody on that team under the age of thirty five? Yeah, they got a couple of guys. They got Helm and Al- <laughs> Abdul Kader and their goalie Howard and a couple other guys. But they're an older team, but it never seems to bother them. And whoever they put in wins. I mean, they get 100 points every year. It doesn't matter who they have. And you know what? Any team that Nick Lidstrom's on is is going to be near the top in my book. That guy is just, uh, he's money. So I see them winning the Central. Um, I actually see Nashville coming in second. I, I just... You know, they're another team that every, they just seem to win. I mean, that's what they do, you know, without any kind of talent, it ever seems. And, and you know, I, I think that Pekka Rene might be developing into the best goalie in the league. Yes, and, you know, if they, could, if they could find some offense to go with it, you know, they, they might have something there. So, But I, I see them come. I, I'm not sold on Chicago. I don't love their goaltender. I mean, right now they're going, they're going uh, you know, with, uh, with Crawford and uh, – and Emery and Emery's a great story, but you know I, I just I don't love their goaltending, and I I don't know I, I haven't liked that team since the finals. I, I just don't like the way things shook out last year, you know, and that they had to make the playoffs at the last minute. So I, I think they're going to finish third, but I think that's going to be good enough to get in the playoffs. So there'll be no uh, mutiny in Chicago, and then I, I think St. Louis is is better than Columbus, but uh, I don't think either one's going to sniff the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah, not not by much. By the way, two things to what you just said. First of all, I do agree with you about Chicago. Their their big Achilles heel is definitely the goaltending, and they're going to have to address that. And I think that at some point they're going to either make it. They'll probably make a deadline deal to get a goaltender, and some team is going to have you know one guy that's going to going to be to the fourth front and there's going to be another guy that's going to be able to be moved somewhere uh, or a team that's completely out of it that needs to get rid of somebody um, but uh, I think Nashville should not make the playoffs and not do well this season on the basis of they might have the worst third jerseys ever since the LA Kings and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks had their third jerseys way back then that whatever I don't even know what color that is it's like baby puke or something yeah well they won't wear them during the playoffs so that's okay they can make the playoffs so they'll, they'll go strictly uh, old school for the playoffs. All right, fair enough. So we've done the Central. We're on the we- we're on the Western Conference now, and again, again, the most boring of the two conferences, in my opinion. Uh, and now we go to maybe the the least talented division in all of the divisions. Even though they did produce the Stanley Cup uh, finalists last year, the Northwest Division. You know, it's this isn't. I'm not sure what to make of this division. Um, I think I don't know what to think. I think I'm going to go from the bottom up. I think Edmonton is going to be in 2 to 3 years one of the best teams in the league, but they still are super young and it's going to take them some time. I think they're they're going to struggle this year. I also think the same thing of Cat I don't know what Calgary is. That's I used to love Calgary when they back when it was the whole Edmonton Calgary rivalry. It was great, and Calgary's always been this really phenomenal franchise, and they have just seemed to fallen into a massive amount of disarray over the last few years. Just very mediocre talent, and they're making the wrong moves. And I feel so bad for Jerome again. I really wish they would just 
get let him go someplace and get some draft picks, do something. But I guess there's a whole interesting, you know, this kind of, you know, go, we can go off on a tangent here real quickly because, you know, Edmonton's got to get a new arena there and they're not sure that's going to happen and there's possibilities that they could move to Quebec City. And if they leave, then that puts the Flames in, in a difficult position. So I suppose part of all of the problems that both of those teams are having or financial and just the fact of where they are there. But they're clearly the two worst teams. Minnesota should be better this year, I think, but I'm not sure. Again, their uniforms are so ugly it makes it hard to watch them, and they've played that horrible defensive system for a while. But they, they seem to be a little bit better this year, and they also have a very good goaltender as well, obviously. Uh, Colorado is another one of those teams that should be better, and everybody says that they're, they play this exciting, wide-open hockey, and I watch it, and I want to just cut my wrists because it's so boring. And then Vancouver, who... I also don't like. So I don't really like any team in that division. So I don't know. I'm not even sure what to say about it. I'll, I'll let you talk about it. All right. Well, I think, I think you know, I think Vancouver wins uh, that division just because there's not a ton of competition. And I, I think, you know, I think they're going to have a Stanley Cup hangover maybe worse than Boston's. I, I don't know how you put last year out of your system. I mean, they had it all right in their hands, and they let it all slip away. And you know, and they did it in such stunning fashion. I mean, it's just unbelievable the meltdowns that happened on that team. Even today, it's hard to comprehend. I still can't get the images of Roberto Luongo sitting at the podium and bemoaning the fact that Tim Thomas didn't pump his tires. You know, we're talking about a world-class goalie who just mentally doesn't it doesn't respond. I mean, it, it's it's almost, I don't even know what it's almost, it's uncomprehensible is what it is, but I don't think there's anybody else in that division that's in their league, so I think they win that division. I think Colorado comes in second because I think they're going to be way better. I think their goaltending's better. I think Volomov's going to be good, and, you know, they have some depth there finally, and they have some nice young kids, and, and you know, there's a commitment to being better this year. It's been voiced throughout the summer, and, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna pay off on it. I mean, I just think that. And again, I, the bar is not all that high. I, I'm not overly sold on Dallas. They, you know, they have a new coach, and it'll be interested to see how they play out. But you know, I, there's not a ton of sizzle there. And then Calgary, they should be better than they are. They're so. You said Dallas. So, Which team were you yeah, talking about? Yeah, they're they're so thin down the middle, Calgary, that I don't see how you can win on a regular basis. And and then you know Edmonton, like you, like you said, they're young and, and they're going to be awesome. You know if they can keep this core together and they get good together, you know I, I think they could be like a Pittsburgh if they can find a goaltender. You know that they they can bank on like Pittsburgh's banked on on Flower. You know I I think that young core is going to get really good together and, and they could be really dangerous in a couple of years if they can keep it all together. Yeah, I agree. So, I, yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, Vancouver clearly is is the best team in there, and I think that part of the reason why they did so well last year too is, you know, ca- kind of similar to Washington and Tampa Bay. I mean, there's no competition in the rest of that division. It's really pretty awful. So, so yeah, Vancouver first, Colorado second, Minnesota third, Edmonton fourth, Calgary fifth, and I think the only team that's probably gonna get out of that division, I'm gonna say Vancouver, obviously will get out, and I think I'm just gonna, yeah, I don't know, Colorado maybe, but I'll I'll reserve judgment on that. So that's the Northwest. Which really, if you live in those areas, I apologize. At least Edmonton's fun to watch. Those kids are really good. All those other teams are awful. Um, anyway, you, you're better off and watching I, NFL football. And I some of those teams are I've terrible already, there too. <laughs> I've already played board of governors and moved Dallas into the into the Northwest. I know. I noticed that. <laughs> that was a pretty good trick by me. So we've already knocked them out of out of the Pacific discussion. I've already talked about them. Okay. And then we'll, we'll go back to Minnesota. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You know they're going to be the third team in that in that division. I think it just because again it, it, there's not that ton of sizzle there. I, I really don't see how they put together long winning streaks. I mean they have good goaltending, and then you know that's about it. It'll be interesting to see what Danny Heatley does there. Maybe he can bring a little bit of an offensive spark and and, and they go places from there. But I, I don't really see it right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, I, I feel bad for I feel bad for those you know. Look at Colorado. The Broncos are terrible. Minnesota, the Vikings are terrible. And, the, you know, the other three teams are Canadian. They have CFL football, so whatever. All right, well, that's the <laughs> Northwest Division. We've gotten through every single division in the NHL, and now we come to, I guess, my kind of home division, the Pacific Division, which is a very interesting division. I think as it was last year, it's going to be extremely close. I don't feel that any of these teams 
are really that head and shoulders above everybody else. I think the Sharks, sh- I think the Sharks will win the division, and they probably are the best team in that division. But you know, there's so many variables here. It's a, it's really kind of interesting to to see how it's all going to play out. I mean, you know, Dallas, I, you know. I kind of have a weird feeling that Dallas is going to play well this year. I'm not really sure why. I don't have a lot of things to base this on. They've certainly come out of the gate pretty well, surprisingly. Uh, you know, they've got some good players that I think, you know, having, you know, losing Brad Richards, everybody thought, ah, you're going to write this team off. They're going to be done. Nothing's going to happen. But, you know, they too have an awful lot of interesting young talent there. And I like their head coach. I think he's going to be a, a, an excellent coach. And so, so far early on, they've, they've looked pretty good. You know, the Sharks still should be by far the best team in, in that division. I think getting Brent Burns was a brilliant move on their part and should really, really help the back end. Heatley, to me, has always been a bit of a problem in terms of locker room presence and playing big at, at big times. So I think that was a good move to get rid of him. Um, they upgraded themselves, I think, there. I mean, they're clearly the, the, head, the, the top of that division. And I, I think Dallas actually is going to be – I think Dallas is going to be their second. A lot of people c- kind of predict the Kings are going to be second. But I, I really don't like the moves the Kings made in the offseason. I felt I do like them getting Simone Gagne. He's a great player. If he can stay healthy, he's going to – that's the big difference for the Kings. If, if Simone Gagne can stay healthy this season, I think the Kings are probably going to challenge for the top of that. But if he doesn't and he certainly hasn't shown that he's going to stay healthy, that could be a problem for them. Uh, but they did lose an awful lot of their young talent. So, you know, they're kind of trying to – you know, the, I think they, Dean Lombardi just kind of uh, panicked and like, hey, if we don't win now, I'm in big trouble. I'm going to lose my job. So he panicked and made some moves that in the long run certainly isn't, aren't going to help them. Anaheim, look, Anaheim has the best line in NHL hands down. Getzlaff, Perry, and Bobby Ryan. There is no line that can even come close to that. Even, you know, I'd put them, I didn't even think they're better than Crosby, Malkin, and, and Kunitz in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, those three are just phenomenal players. I mean, Corey Perry won the MVP last year in the championship. And if those guys on the second line can stay healthy, Solane and, and Koivu, and they and their goaltending stays healthy with Hiller. I mean, that's the thing that people don't realize. Last year, the Ducks were the Ducks were challenging for the for that division lead, and even the lead in the conference when Hiller was healthy. As soon as he he went down, they had nobody to replace him, and they kind of got killed. So if they can stay healthy, I think they are going to be trouble. And even Phoenix, you know, Phoenix. Phoenix is an interesting team. I, they play a horribly boring style as well. Uh, but even losing Breeze Galloff, I think they still have they're, – they're going to have goaltending trouble for sure. But they've got an awful lot of good, good young, talented players there. So I'm going to say it's going to be really close. And I think from just like last year, from first to, to the bottom of the division, it's probably just separated by four or five points. And I'm going to say San Jose first, Dallas second, Kings third, Anaheim fourth, maybe one point behind the Kings, and then um, – uh, Phoenix in fifth, but I do think that those top four will all make the playoffs. All right. Well, we we disagree a little bit, but I think it's going to be close, like you said. So I don't know our disagreements are going to be uh, that huge. But I, I see the Sharks winning that division. I, I don't think there's anybody really in their class in that division. Um, I think the Kings are second. You're you're such a a Kings fan and and critic at the same time you know i spent some time with 41 years of dealing with this my friend i know i hear you i spent some time with him in europe early in the season we were in germany for a while and then uh, uh stockholm i i really like how this team's put together I, I think they have some really nice pieces i think mike richards is going to be a different player in la he's already kind of shown it a little bit he's a, he's a lot more relaxed than he was in philadelphia and and i just think you know going back to what we talked about before i just don't think philadelphia was a fit for him i think la is going to be a lot better. You know, I, I think, you know, if Dustin Penner is healthy and, and can contribute a little bit, they're pretty deep up front. And, and I, I like them on the back. I mean, I think Drew's going to, Drew Dyer is going to be, you know, a great player. Jack Johnson's already a little overshadowed, I think. And then, you know, the guy that I really love on that team, and he's, he's a, well, the two guys I really love on that team, and they're both kind of below the radar, are, are Scuderi and, and Willie Mitchell. I, I think those are the, you know, you were talking about Hal Gill before. I think Scuderi's that same kind of player. Yep. Not quite is good defensively, but he's still good. And Willie Mitchell is its just that guy that, to me, every team needs. He's kind of the glue that holds a team together. Yep. And, and, you know, he's like a hes like a, a, a soapful when he was with Chicago. You know, it's just those guys that you don't know much about him, but in the room everybody knows who he is, and, and he's kind of the 
I don't want to say the orbit because he's not the main guy, but he's so important to that team, and I, and I really like that. Hey. And then I think Quick is a great goalie. I, I think you know he needs to win in the postseason, but I think he'll do well for them in the regular season. Yeah, I, I, look, I think that the the big key for the Kings is they do have their top five defensemen are. Or you could probably put them up against anybody else in the league. It's not really top six defensemen because Alec Martinez is coming in and playing awfully well for them as well. So they've got really good. The biggest problem they have is I'm really not sold on Terry Murray as a coach. He, first of all, he's been there a long time. He doesn't have a particularly very good system. He's all constantly outcoached. Their power play is absolutely horrible. It was horrible last year, and it's horrible again so far this year. They can't fix it. And they've got this assistant coach, Jamie Kampan, who's doing the power play, who clearly doesn't know what he's doing, and they won't change it. So I think the biggest problem is the Kings have a lot of talent on the ice. But the coaching system, I don't think, is really they're not they're not an elite coaching system. It's not like Dan Bilesma, who, by the way, played in the Kings organization for a long time, and they let him slip away. So I think that's the biggest problem with the Kings. I think on the ice, there's the, the talent is there. I just don't know the coaching staff has it, and they are still pretty thin. They lose a couple guys, like you mentioned, Willie Mitchell. You know, when they lost him for a significant part of last year, that really hurt them. Yeah, no, and, and, you know, who knows what happens in the playoffs. I just think over the regular season, talent, you know, carries teams a long way. So I, I see them kind of being uh, 1B in that in that comp, in that that division. And then uh, I'm going to say Anaheim's the three. Uh, I, I can't uh, I can't go against that team. I, like you talked about their top line, and then, you know, that bleeds down into their second line. If Hiller's healthy, you know, they're, they're really good. And, and I can't go against a team that has Tony Ludman on it. So the, right. they're my number they're my number number three in that division i talked to tony a little bit when they went over to finland and you know he said uh he said that he was hoping to bring the boys to a finnish death metal show but there were no good ones in town while he was over there and i, I asked him I, as you probably know he has his own band that they play in uh back in finland when he goes home i'm like you know he's like george paris was asking me you know if we could get the band together for the boys but uh i guess they never did uh, they just did the sauna and uh probably some reindeer and and some lap and cooled the beer at some point i'm sure but uh yeah i can never go into the team with tony ludman on it he's finally getting healthy he's going to be back from his shoulder problem and he had a monster year last year him and him and uh visnovsky I, I thought were fantastic so i see them being the three and then i see dallas improving a little bit being the four and phoenix as much as i like that team they really scare me especially with the downgrading goaltending they've had and just their inability to score points i mean shane Doan, god love him i think he's one of the greatest human beings that ever lived and i think he's a great hockey player but he was their leading scorer last year and if he had 60 points uh, he was right around that mark so i see them struggling to score goals all year and i just don't think they're going to be much of a factor yeah i uh yeah i think that that's the goaltending is going to be the ultimate demise so i'm going to pick my eight playoff teams from the west will be detroit chicago nashville vancouver dallas la san jose and anaheim I think it's going to come down to San Jose against Chicago to go to the Cup, and I think it's going to be San Jose going to the Cup to face Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh will win in six games. Oh, what a travel nightmare that series would be, but it'd be <laughs> awesome. That's, see, that's how I think about hockey sometimes now. Like, oh, that's no good travel-wise. No. Get from, from Pittsburgh to San Jose has got to be a disaster. See, for you, though, because there are no nonstop flights, so you guys are yeah. going to charter something for all, the, for all those people. You'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, so I have uh, Detroit, Nashville, Chicago, Vancouver, Colorado, San Jose, the Kings, and Anaheim. And I, I think the, the West final is, is going to be uh, Nashville and San Jose. And, Did you just uh, say Nashville and San Jose in the final? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's uh, that's that's pretty out there. I like it. Uh, I I like it too. I, I just think uh, you know, you, uh, to me, Nashville is like a Bruins almost. You know, great goaltending, solid D. Uh, hopefully, opportune scoring. You know that that's we still need to see that. But uh, so do you? So do you some... think Shea Weber is as good as Zdeno Chara? Well, I, I think that I think Shea Weber's in that category. Yes, I do, and, and wow. I just think depth-wise, they're they're pretty good. You know, I I think with Suter and, and some of those guys that they bring in, you know, I I think that they're I think that defensively between the the talent of their top end defensemen and the system that they play, that you know they're never going to be out of a game. 
It might be 2-1. I mean, they may play 27 2-1 games. Yeah, I, uh, well, I agree that they, they do look, you know, I think Rene is, is going to be much better, and clearly Weber is. Yeah, it's just going to be can they score enough goals. I think they'll definitely get in the playoffs, and they certainly should win at least a round. Um, I mean, hey, look, you never know if some of those other teams suffer a lot of injuries, which, you know, that's the biggest problem, I think, with the West, too, is because that division is so close and so competitive, you're going to see a lot of those teams get some injuries because every one of those games is going to be extremely important, like it was last year, and I think that really yeah. hurt those teams last year too was that they you know almost every game toward the end of the season is a playoff game because you're only a couple points in and out yeah no and guys are going to get worn down and the travel's harder than it is in the east and you know it's just it's a tougher slog and so you know like i said nashville's going to have to score in the playoffs but if they do i could see them kind of making this a similar run to what the bruins did last year or the canadians did a couple of years ago i mean remember that canadian team a couple of years ago knocked off pittsburgh and washington that's and, they and they that, were, that's they, were they played no that horrible more... defensive style yeah, but they were no more talented. I don't clutch think and than, grab, than, clutch and grab, clutch and grab than Nashville. So I, it's a, it's an out there pick, but I don't think it's too out there. And then San Jose wins, and it's Boston San Jose in the final. And I picked Boston to actually repeat in six. <laughs> You're insane. I did. You are insane. Uh, well, I right, might well. be. I might be a little insane. It's those Rhode Island roots got you there, I think. Can can you see Joe Thornton going back into Boston in the Stanley Cup final? The city will melt down. Well, that's what everybody's hoping for last year as well. Yeah, that would be that would be insane. But yeah, I I can't see Boston uh, getting there. But I mean, look, the the interesting thing about the NHL, especially these days, and and I do like the competitiveness of it. I mean, there really is no clear cut. I mean, any one of I think any one of those there's probably ten teams that has a have a real legitimate shot at winning the Stanley Cup this year, and that's kind of proven you know year in and, and year out. That's why you see every year there's a different team winning, and it's so hard to repeat because there's so many good teams and clearly you know the injuries are going to just like in the NFL the injuries are going to probably play the big role so there you have it our insane East Coast friend that writes for NHL.com is predicting the Bruins to repeat as, a, as the Stanley Cup champion and I have the Pittsburgh Penguins winning the Stanley Cup albeit they need to have Malkin and Crosby healthy if they don't that ain't going to happen but uh, we shall see any parting words, my friend? Well, yeah. I mean, like we talked about before we came in, you know, it's a great time for hockey, and it's also, you know, a great time for, for metal. I mean, there's been so many good albums or CDs or whatever you want to call them these days that have come out. I know you guys have put a couple out that have been fantastic. The new Charred Walls came out, which I'm, I'm so excited about. You know how big a fan I am of that. So, and that was great. And the other band that I really love is the the new Hammers of Misfortune albums out. And, nice. you know, very, very different from what they've done before, but still awesome. So, and a lot of those bands are going to be going on the road. I know, uh, uh, Matt DeFreeze is coming into here New York soon with the, with Camara, and he's a huge hockey fan. He'll be very happy about your Penguins pick, by the way. Oh, yes. So, uh, it, it, it's a, this is one of my favorite times to to you know be into music and especially with how much bands tour now. It always seems like at least on the east on the east coast, November is a huge uh, huge time for bands to come through with with Thanksgiving shows and then Christmas shows and you know it's just fantastic. Yeah, you got Priest and Manowar playing out there in November. A lot a lot of good shows. Yeah, Mastodon's coming. Um, it's fantastic. I, I wish I had time to go to all the shows, but I'd never cover any hockey, and I think that would be a problem. And I'd never see my family, and that would definitely be a problem. <laughs> see, I have the opposite problem: is there's so many concerts that it's harder for me to go to hockey games. So you got to find that balance in there. So it's kind of maybe maybe we could switch lives like in those movies, you know? And <laughs> I could be like Tom Hanks and become you, and you can become me for like six months, and then we'll we'll decide that we like our old lives better, and we'll go back. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Well, thanks, Sean. We will revisit all of these picks at the end of the season and see which one of us is the real NHL expert. No pressure for you. Oh, I'm nervous now. <laughs> we won't tell anybody at NHL.com what you're doing, so they won't know. 
yeah, I, I'm just nervous for my own reputation among the metalheads, man. That's right. They'll well, know that they'll know I'm a fraud, and you're the you're the expert. Well, at least you know metal, so you have that that you have that going for you. <laughs> All right, everybody, we will see you guys next month with another metal misconduct. And there are our picks. Feel free to weigh in. You can uh, email us, or uh, bo- or you can go bother Sean on NHL.com and agree or disagree with him, and uh, hit us up. So we'll see you guys next month. Thanks for hanging out.